попрощались, плакала калина, а із нею разом молода дівчина. Хай буде воля, воля і свобода, хай живе забава і дівоча врода. Хай буде воля, воля і свобода, хай буде забава і дівоча врода. Ой, ви добрі люди. Ukrainian artist by the name of Andriy Zalisko with a recently released song called Khaibude Volya, Volya i Svoboda, which translates loosely as Let There Be Freedom Our Way. Dobri vechir i vitaju vas vsih dorehi radio suhachina, radio peredachu nash holos, radio krinsko hokorinia, na radio stanci am trinacia dvacia, chmbu mischivan kuveri, primikrofoni pavlina. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulina. Thank you so much for joining me. On today's program, Olena Skorohod will be joining us with some announcements about upcoming events next weekend that you won't want to miss. As well, we'll be continuing with our summer folktale series. Linda Mikolayenko will be telling you all about the Eternal Bride. And also, we've got a book review from the Nash Holos Audio Archives, an evergreen story. So stay tuned for all of that as well. We've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a fairly recent release from Kozakh Siromaha. And this one is called Voroha Poboremo, We Will Defeat the Enemy. Придуть скоро часы еще хорошие, И мы хором спевать будем песней Божий. Ты не ворог, ты не вернется, Не смертитый мой порог, Куля не полетит сердце. Ворога поборемо, ворога поборемо, Музика в дорозі знадобиться Добре там, де вас нема Від села та й до села Від дяровні до міста Віддавалося неспроста Поєднала, розгубила Різна кольорова злива
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shochenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shochenkofoundation.ca. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications and, when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Not
And the Todd Strick sisters, Rosemary from Winnipeg, Charlene from Montreal, and a song from their album, Domelo y Zustrici, Till We Meet Again. And that song was Odna Kalena, made famous many years ago by Sofia Rotaru. Odna Kalena, one family. Coming up next is Pavlo Dvorsky, a popular Ukrainian singer from the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. And he's back. Here he is with a tribute to Ukraine's army. На країну цілив оком ворог вже давно Муляла свобода й наше горде знамено Рано вранці на світанку увірвав напав, Але зась не зміг здолати наших збройних лав Українські армії слава і хвала Що не побоялася тижого горла Бо зігріта мужністю пращу ріпітів Славою, відвалою, всі човни стрільці Українські армії, слава і хвала Що не побоялася кижорла Бо зігріта мужністю, пращу ріпіті Славою, відвалою, всі човни стрільці Наші воїни не спітні, як міцний граніт Гідність кості і силі, хай повчиться світ а народ священній вірі видав їм наказ Захищати рідний Київ, Харків і Донбас Українські армії слава і хвала Що не побоялася тижого горла Бо зігріта мужністю пращу ріпіців Славою, відвалою, всі човни стрільці Українські армії слава і хвала що не побоялася кижорла, бо зігріта мужністю пращу ріпіті, славою, відвалою, січові стрільці. Українські оборонці, наша сила й плоть, знали люди з цього світу, з нами сам Господь. Воїни йдуть відважно крізь свого грім, щоб принести перемогу в український дім. Українські армії слава і хвала, що не побоялася тиша горла, бо зігріта мужністю пращує бійці, славою і вагою січових стрільців. Українські армії слава і хвала. Що не побоялася хижорла, бо зігріта мужністю пращу і бійців, славою і вагою січових стрільців. Українські армії слава і хвала, що не побоялася хижорла, бо зігріта мужністю пращу і бійців, славою і вагою січових Welcome to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik. Stories about Ukraine and Ukrainians in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Leslie Pierce's Empress of the East, the biography of Roxolana, a captive slave who became the wife of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Empress of the East is a profoundly insightful look at one of the most mysterious figures of the 16th century. Roxulana was a slave captured in Ukraine. At the time, Ukraine was known as Ruthenia. She was sold to the Ottoman harem, but later became the wife of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. She ruled with her husband and had a lasting impact on the country known as Turkey today. The subtitle of the book sums up Roxulana's importance. How a European Slave Girl Became Queen of the Ottoman Empire. Leslie Pierce skillfully describes the perilous journey that led Roxolana from obscurity 
to the sultan's bed. Roxolana was captured at age 13 in her homeland, known at that time as Ruthenia. Today, she would have lived in Ukraine. She became a royal concubine and quickly became a favorite of the sultan. After bearing him a son named Mehmed, Roxolana retained favor with Suleiman I for 15 years before marrying him in 1536. In a revolutionary break with tradition, she became the very first Ottoman concubine ever to marry a sultan who was her master. Roxolana remained with Suleiman and bore him several other children. She ruled with him for 22 years until her death in 1558. Pierce uses historical documents, letters, and accounts written by foreign dignitaries to piece together Roxolana's complicated life. Her given name is unknown, but her native country of Ruthenia caused European dignitaries to call her Roxolana or the Maiden from Ruthenia. After her marriage to Suleiman, she was officially known as Haseki Sultan. By the time she died in 1558, Roxolana made a lasting impression on the Ottoman Empire, not only as the wife of the Sultan, but also because of her numerous charitable foundations in Istanbul and throughout the Ottoman Empire. She funded mosques, schools, soup kitchens, hospitals, shrines, and public baths. The establishment of these institutions by Roxolana was a break with the traditional role of an Ottoman royal consort. Leslie Pierce has written a very well-researched biography of a mysterious historical figure who impacted the Ottoman Empire and ruled with her husband at a time when women were not considered worthy to be leaders. Her rise from slave to concubine to royal wife is staggering in its speed, audacity, and importance. Roxolana comes alive as an intelligent but sensitive young woman who understood her role as a concubine to the sultan but chose to use her influence to gain power for herself and her children. Roxolana's story has recently been revived in the Turkish historical television series Muhtasem Yuzil, Magnificent Century, which was originally broadcast from 2011 to 2014. It has since been seen by more than 150 million viewers in dozens of languages worldwide. Some readers may be irritated by the frequent references to Roxolana as a Russian slave. The very first sentence of the text refers to her in these terms. However, on the very next page of the book, the writer explains these references. Contemporary consensus held that she came from Ruthenia, Old Russia, today a broad region in Ukraine, then governed by the Polish king. References to the Ukrainian historical figure of Roxolana in contemporary historical texts of the 16th century described her origins in these terms. The notes and extensive bibliography in Empress of the East will provide researchers with a great deal of useful information. Leslie Pierce's writing and teaching focus is the Ottoman Empire. Her first book, The Imperial Harem, Women and Sovereignty in the Ottoman Empire, explored the shifting nature of imperial politics and the role of the palace harem. Her second book, Morality Tales, Law and Gender in the Ottoman Court of Aintab, examined aspects of law and society in a provincial Ottoman court. Leslie Pierce studied at Harvard and Princeton University. She taught at Cornell, Berkeley, and NYU, where she became a silver professor in the Department of History and the Department of Middle Eastern and Islamic Studies. The Empress of the East is an impressive exploration of feminine power, ruthlessness, and political skill, which will be of interest to anyone interested in the impact of Roxolana 
on the history of the Ottoman Empire. It is a wonderful window into the world of harems, complicated Ottoman royal relationships, and palace intrigue. Empress of the East is available at Chapters and Amazon. Thank you, Myra, for another thorough and thoughtful review. Join us again soon for another Kanishka Corner Book Review with Myra Junik here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In the meantime, if you'd like to listen again to this or Myra's previous reviews or read the transcript, you can find them archived at our website, www.nasholos.com. popular Ukrainian group Teen Sonsia with a song called Yichale Kozakia, The Riding Cossacks, also known as Slaves Are Not Allowed in Paradise. Up next, a new find for Nash, the Nasholos Audio Library, Music Library, and this is an artist that goes by the name of Malyarevsky, and he's one of those artists that can sing a whole bunch of different parts, and he does it uh, with several Ukrainian folk songs and puts them, mixes them all together so it sounds like a choir, which is great. Kind of, this is more, the sound is like a barbershop quartet, four-part harmony. And uh, here he is with a song that, um, a very f- a favorite here on Nasholos in many different renditions and arrangements. And this one is uh, a cappella because of the format of the music uh, that I described. And also, it is a song I did not know was from the Popstansky era, which was the time when Ukraine was fighting off Nazis and communists during and just after World War II. So here's Malyarevsky now with Oistros Toza Shum, and that is a song about the mosquito and the fly. 
uh, the marriage of the mosquito and the fly. That's the melody, but the words are very different, very much about the war uh, in today's world in Ukraine. Malyadevsky with Oishchosh Tozashum. What is that noise? Oishchosh Tozashum. Ушинився, щоб комарик до повстанців зголосився. Зголосився комар до повстанців, щоб вибити москалів голодранців, щоб вибити москалів голодранців, щоб вибити москалів ще німоту. Щоб не було на в країні той гидоти, щоб не було на в країні той гидоти, примостився комар на дубочку, прикріпив скорострил на листочку, прикріпив скорострил на листочку, та зірвалася на раз шурабура, вона того комарика з дуба здула, вона того комарика. Здуба здула, як упав же наш комар на помості, поламав москалю ребрайкості, поламав москалю ребрайкості, поховали москаля край дороги, видно руки, видно ноги, видно роги, видно руки, видно ноги, видно роги. Поховали москаля у куфайці, видно руки, видно ноги, видно пальці, видно руки, видно ноги, видно пальці. Поховали москаля, як собаку, видно руки, видно ноги, видно спину. Слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння. При мікрофоні Павліна. You're listening to «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Павліна. Сьогодення моє ти горбати, Ренегати проводять дебати, Філософствують конфедерати, Проповідують Дегенерати, римотворці римують закони, миротворці ладують канони, іновірці купують ікони, іноземці друкують купони, дисиденти йдуть в президенти, імпотенти йдуть в дисиденти. Вигортали старі документи. Вже бували подібні моменти. Welcome to Beyond the Blue Mirror, a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. Each program features a folktale or legend, as well as a related real-life story, enhanced with traditional and contemporary music. My name is Linda Mikolayenko. Thank you for joining me.
The Eternal Bride Once upon a time, in a village in Ukraine, there lived an old woman. Her shabby little hut stood at the edge of the village near a dense forest, and she could often be seen wandering there gathering plants and berries for her potions and poultices. People called her Charivnitsya, a sorceress, because she knew enough magic to help them with her healing herbs and special words. And though they were frightened of her magic, they respected the old woman for her kind heart and her ability to cure their ills. Now the old woman wasn't always a Charivnitsya. She only learned the magic of healing after her daughter died from a mysterious illness. And now her only ray of sunshine was her granddaughter, Olena, her daughter's daughter, who had shared the old woman's hut ever since her mother died. Now Olena was a pretty little girl, with eyes the color of the sky and hair that shone like golden wheat. All the children in the village loved to play with her because she was always so lively and full of ideas for new games. But her only true friend was Bukhtan, the son of a shepherd. They spent many hours playing together and were rarely seen apart. Now as the years went by, the pretty little girl became a lovely young lass. Her babcha, her grandmother, had taught her the art of magic, and as bright as she was beautiful, Elena learned quickly. Soon she was an even better charivnitsya than her babcha. And, as the years went by, Olena's friendship with Bohdan grew into love. But his parents were not happy about that. They were against Bohdan's meetings with Olena, and they absolutely forbid him to even think about marrying her. Perhaps it was her poverty. Maybe they were frightened of her unusual talent. No one knew the real reason for their opposition to Elena. Now Elena's great beauty and extraordinary talent had made her famous throughout the land. Many young men, rich and poor, came to ask for her hand in marriage. But she always found some odd excuse to refuse them or set up some impossible task for each suitor to perform. Her heart was with Bukhtan and she still hoped that one day they would be together. One day a warrior from a foreign land arrived. He was very wealthy and highly respectable, though he did have a menacing look about him. And he, too, asked Olena to marry him. Come back in a year, she said with a mischievous laugh. If at that time you can follow me everywhere with your love, I will marry you, she said. She was certain that in a year's time the foreigner would forget all about her. And besides, she was relying on her magic. She knew that the task of following her would be extremely difficult and would require not only the knowledge of magic, but much skill and experience in its practice. However, in a year's time, the foreigner returned. He announced that he himself had learned magic and he was now ready to fulfill his task. Well, this came as quite an unpleasant surprise to Elena. Still, she was confident in her magic and so she smiled sweetly at him and turned herself into a quail. Immediately, he became a falcon. So she turned herself into a little goldfish. But he followed her by becoming a perch. Instantly she became a deer running swiftly through the forest. But soon a big wolf, her suitor, was pursuing her. Olena tried every trick she knew to elude him. But it was no use. The foreigner was well prepared for all of them. He had spared no expense in getting the best teachers of magic to tutor him in their art. With tears in her eyes, Olena realized that she must keep her promise. 
she agreed to marry him. By that time, her Babcia was old and very sick, and she really wanted to see her granddaughter settled before she died. She was sorry to see that there was no love in the marriage, but she knew that in matters of love, even magic is powerless. So she gave her consent, saying, Respect each other, and love will come. It was spring. Elaborate preparations were made for the wedding. Much food was prepared. The guests arrived. The musicians began to play. Olana, dressed in a satin gown as white as snow, was even more beautiful than ever. The wedding procession set off for the church. The groom walked beside his bride. His eyes seemed strangely dark, and he seemed annoyed and anxious to take his new bride back with him to his own country. I have better plans for her magic and beauty, he said to himself, and it is not healing people. Her beauty and her magic will make me the richest man in the whole world, and it will happen very, very soon. Now many people lined the side of the road, greeting the young couple and throwing flowers at their feet. Among them stood Buchdan. His eyes tried to meet Olena's. I love you so much they seem to cry in the painful silence. Then just for a split second, Olena's eyes met his. And suddenly Olena rushed off the side of the road and into the nearest garden where she disappeared among the trees. And instead of Olena, there appeared in the garden trees that had never been seen before. They were radiant in their snow-white blossom. The groom wizard was furious at this turn of events, and he turned himself into a strong wind and flew into the garden, howling and wailing like a wolf. He tried to pull all the petals away, gather them together, and keep them to himself, but it was no use. Olena had embraced her land in the first blossoms of the very first cherry trees. And then, another miracle. Buchdan disappeared, and on the very spot where he stood, there appeared a swarm of bees, and then the golden cloud of bees flew towards the cherry trees, gathering sweet honey, kissing every tiny flower. And so it is still today, the cherry tree, an eternal bride, every spring wears her snow-white gown, and golden bees kiss it, sharing a gift of never-ending love. Oh, 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 oh,
Every spring, Michalina walked among the blossoms, apple blossoms, plum and pear blossoms, and of course, cherry blossoms. Indeed, the Ukrainian village where she was born and grew up was called Sader, which means orchards. By the time she was 20 years old in 1930, though, she left it behind to join her parents and her siblings to come to Canada. No doubt she had great expectations for a wonderful future in this new land, but it was not to be. Like Olena in The Legend of the Eternal Bride, Michalina would eventually disappear. Unfortunately, her story is not nearly as romantic. The 1930s were difficult years for newcomers to the prairies, and it wasn't long before Michalina set off to find work in the northern mining town of Flinflon, Manitoba. But just a few months later, she found herself in a mental hospital. No one is exactly sure what traumatic event caused her to have a nervous breakdown, but she was most likely a witness to violence or a victim of violence herself. The hospital bill soon climbed to $140, but her parents could not afford to pay it. So Michalina was ordered deported. She would have ended up in an asylum, but her older sister, who had stayed behind in Ukraine, welcomed her back into the family home. To keep her safe inside, bars were put on the doors and windows. Michalina lived with her sister until one day during the Second World War. When her sister was out, she managed to escape the confinement of the home. She was never seen again. That part of Ukraine was occupied by the Nazis at the time, and the horrors she might have faced are difficult to contemplate. She could have been tortured or shot in a massacre. She could have met her fate in a concentration camp. Michalina was my auntie, and I pray that somehow she managed to transcend her tragic circumstances, and that by God's mercy, as she took her last breath, she imagined she was surrounded by the fragrant beauty of cherry blossoms. Beyond the Blue Mirror is a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. 
I would like to acknowledge the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Je remercie de son soutien le Conseil des Arts du Canada. I would also like to thank Ethnic FM CKER Radio for the Roger Charest Senior Award for Broadcast and Media Arts, administered through the Ukrainian Resource and Development Centre at Grant McEwen College in Edmonton. The folktale in this program is based on The Eternal Bride, from the book A Garland of Legends and Folktales from Ukraine, adapted and retold by Oleksandra Stati, published in 2000 by Ukrainian Gift Shop Incorporated, St. Anthony, Minnesota. Introductory music for this series is taken from Dance 5, from the CD Prairie Nights and Peacock Feathers, performed by Paris de Cave, distributed by Olesha Records. This program also features the folk song Oyu Vishnevomu Sadochku by the Lastyuka Ukrainian Orthodox Choir and Orchestra from the CD Across the Steps and the original composition by Oleksa Lazochuk, Joy of All Sorrow from the CD Bright Sadness distributed by Tendershoot Music. I'm Linda Mikolayenko. You may reach me through my website lindathestoryteller.ca Thank you for listening. And that was a song called Ya Kozachka Tvoya, I Am Your Kozak Sweetheart. 
Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On August 26th at noon on the third beach at Stanley Park, Ukrainian-Canadian Congress in Vancouver organizes the celebration of the Independence Day of Ukraine. Come and join our Ukrainian community for a concert, tasty Ukrainian food, kids' activities for the children, some prizes for grown-ups, and the joy of solidarity. This is the opportunity to meet new friends, chat with the old ones, and demonstrate our love and respect for Ukraine. Take your kids and friends and join us at noon on Stanley Park's Third Beach on August 26th. On August 27th at 9 p.m. at Kozak Ukrainian Eatery, a documentary teaser will depict the living conditions in Ukraine under war. A Ukrainian-Canadian filmmaker embarked on a journey home to see the childhood he left in Ukraine. The horrors Max Homenko witnessed were all captured and through eyewitness testimonies. Life Under War is shown in the documentary Standing Free. The event will be held at the Cossack Ukrainian restaurant on the 1 West Cordova Street, Vancouver, on August 27th at 9 p.m. You can purchase the tickets on Eventbrite. On Wednesdays, tune in to the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos, which can be heard in the Vancouver listening area at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com for another hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send us your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, visit our Facebook page and for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feed, and a link to our Patreon site where you can support our work if you like, visit our website at www.nashholos.com. Нагадую, ви слухаєте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння на радіостанції AM 1320 CHMB у місті Ванкувері. Нежал, ми вже скінчили нашу програму, вже час додому і сказати до побачення. Але перед тим, цими словами мудрості. Моєму ворогові подай то, Боже, що мені не гожу. And our proverb of the week translates as God grant to my enemy what I do not wish for myself. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. If you miss our on-air or live stream broadcast, you'll find the podcast link at our website, www.nashholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, and I hope you'll consider supporting our work with a monthly donation. Nash Holos is a labor of love, an independent broadcast that relies on the community and listeners to keep the show on the air. So please consider helping us out, www.nashholos.com. And with that, we've come to the end of our program, so we'll wrap it up with Sluhai from Winnipeg and Maple Sugar. I'm Pavlina on behalf of Olena, myself, and all of us here at Nasholos and AM1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich!
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.